Hey, I'm Micah. And I'm Jen. From 1994 to 1996, Jen lived in the middle of nowhere, Montana. But not by choice. She was sent to a therapeutic boarding school. I had some issues. While there, she performed hard labor. There was also a lot of forced exercise. Went through daily, hours-long group therapy. That shit didn't work. And when she left, she was left with some holes in her life. Holes? One of the holes was her pop culture hole. Yeah, I missed a lot of shit. And that's a hole we can fill. So stop doing that Jim Carrey impression. It's time for... I never saw that. This week we have the (laughs) Tim Burton produced, Joel Schumacher directed, Val Kilmer... uh, You can't really call it acted... What he was a little stiff. Whatever. We're talking about 1995's Batman Forever. I would say like Val Kilmer oh. um, oozed. Oozed. Okay. So it felt to me just. I mean, I get that he was stiff, like oozing because he was in the suit all and over it's, the sk- all over the screen. There's that scene where he turns to look out the window of the bat wing or whatever he's in, and he's really stiff and he can't turn his neck, but. Speaking of stiff, did you see Jim Carrey's boners? Uh, were they boners? I just thought you could see his peen. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know the, the size or girth. Uh, Jim, ex- Jim Carrey's size or girth, oh. specifically. I don't know. Okay. Well, that sure was weird. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Um... Yep, that's all <laughs> we need to say about that. I'm looking for... My notes on that. Okay, this is going to be another one of those. Just read your notes. Holy shit, there's his penis. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) Jim Carrey wore a lot of of tight outfits. Well, his outfits were just PJs. He had a lot of... He had some blazers and stuff. There were other suits. But he did have have a lot of spandex, really tight. Why couldn't he have been wearing the jacket and pants outfit when we had to see his penis? You know? Because there's a scene where... You can't see his penis if he's just wearing normal pants. That's my point. I don't want to see his penis. That's That was my point. Oh, I see. Um, Wait, can you... We, we need to recap. Yeah, we just jumped we right to, into I Jim Carrey's know, I'm penis. I'm sorry, but it's, it's, it's probably the thing I have the most to say about this fucking movie. <laughs> The steaming pile of plastic and oh rubber and God. neon. Okay, so are we going to back up? Or... Yeah, let's let's give a uh, plot synopsis because I don't want to go through the plot of this movie. We are just not doing that. No. So uh, why don't you give a plot synopsis, though? Because I oh, don't think I can. I'll try. I Yeah, it's difficult. Um, Batman is Batman, and... Hmm. He Batman is played by Val Kilmer. In Val this Kilmer, one. his one and only appearance in the Batman. Speaking of of all the Batman movies, why did this one have to come out in 1995? There, like all the other ones are. Well, I watchable. will say. I mean, Batman and Robin sucked, and I will say that I ones, had seen all three of the other ones, and I hadn't really realized that there were that it was a group of four. I hadn't really thought about that before. Yeah, everybody blocked that from their minds. The original Batman was one of my favorite movies. Well, the As Batman kid, with Michael Keaton and That's what I yeah. mean of this of Tim this Burton, group Prince. of four fucking Prince. Amazing. Jack Nicholson. It was amazing. Michael fucking Keaton. Yeah. It was so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I actually really want to watch that after watching this piece of shit. And then the second one was okay. It was the one with Catwoman and it had Danny DeVito as the penguin and I don't remember what else. And it was okay. Yeah. And then I got shipped off, and then this came out, and so... There are certain things that you were very lucky to have missed. That's what I was just going to say, is that, you know... And now we're ruining that. I talk a lot about Montana, and I think so far, I've really focused on sort of the traumatic elements of it, because that's mostly what it is in my mind at this point. But I do think it's important to stop and recognize, you know, to to recognize our blessings in life, and I'm... And, uh, you know, hashtag gratitude (laughs) and whatnot. And I'm so grateful that I was sent away from home and didn't have to see this piece of shit when it came out. Yeah. Um, Just to expand on that a little bit, this is the first, I'm sorry, of many 
Jim Carrey movies we're going to watch. Yeah, for sure. This was a big moment for Jim Carrey. This These years, these while years. I was gone, he did a lot of he shit. He was in every movie. He was in so many movies. He was actually in Hackers. We didn't talk about that. Oh, yeah? He was what in was the his background. Role in ha- was he Cool Topper? <laughs> no. No. He was not Cool Topper. In case you didn't listen to our Hackers episode, that was the hacker name that Micah came up with when I put him on the spot. Okay, plot synopsis, bitch. So Batman is played by Val Kilmer. We covered that. Um, I can't remember anyone's name, which he is going to make this, Bruce Wayne. this plot synopsis really tough. Yeah, in case anyone's not familiar, <laughs> Bruce Wayne With is the, the bat- alter ego we- of Batman. Yeah, let's go we- back. Okay, let's go back. Let's go let's back. give a Batman plot synopsis. Comics are a form of media. Nicole Kidman plays a psychiatrist or something. I can't remember her name. I wrote it down, but I'm not going to look it up now. She basically falls in love with Batman, but then meets Bruce Wayne and realizes that she really likes Bruce Wayne, and they have kind of a love thing going on, but nobody really gives a shit. Um, (laughs) Jim Carrey plays a scientist who works for Wayne Industries, and Bruce Wayne kind of brushes him off and won't let him show him his brain waveform analyzer machine. And so Jim Carrey soups it up all crazy in a fit of rage and turns into the Riddler. Basically, he can use it to get everybody's mind power in his own brain and he becomes a super genius. Yeah, through television, somehow he is able to steal everyone's knowledge. That, That TV will rot your brain. And so, and that's about as far as I want to even think about that. Um, Batman is also fighting against Riddler, or not Riddler, sorry, Two-Face by Tommy Lee Jones, played by Tommy Lee Jones. I was going to say, and we, they don't explain at all how Two-Face came to be. No, Two-Face just shows up. He was not in the movie before this. No, (laughs) he wasn't. It was literally, it was just like, oh, there's a villain. But Tommy Lee Jones doesn't need a backstory or any of that. He just fucking chews scenery and destroys shit. In this role. What do you mean choose scenery? Like he literally just, choose he like on the... He acts super hard. Oh. And just really dramatic and over the he... top. And it was really... What struck me was this is the guy that was in um, There Will Be Blood. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. a lot of other films that have yeah. just, you know, like... What's the one about what, the What's the word I'm looking buried... for? They're not shitty films. <laughs> like not complete garbage. Like good. Good, good. Is the word, maybe. Good, yeah. And he uh, was—he wasn't terrible in this. I mean, he was terrible, and all of it was terrible. But relative to other things that happened on screen, I didn't uh, hate Tommy Lee Jones as much. I didn't have any particular feelings about Tommy Lee Jones himself. I did have a feeling about how one half of his face looked like they just slapped some fucking purple play-doh on it. Yep, that was it. It literally looked like that. It won. Uh, it won the best Oscar for um, best Play-Doh makeup because that was the height of technology back in '95. Okay. Well, anyway, is that the fucking plot synopsis? What? I mean, You're... basically, Riddler wants to steal people's mind power, and, and... him and Two Face join forces because yeah. they both hate Batman. I see that sparkle in your left eye. And oh, and there's the whole Robin thing. Right. What's that guy's Chris name? Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell. Which, frankly, he was the best part of the movie. He Chris plays O'Donnell. A, an acrobat in a family of acrobats who all oh. Riddler kills them all. Or no, Two-Face. Two-Face, Two-Face kills, kills them all. Fa- family. It's actually... Yeah. It's really dark and sad. So it's a very, very... He becomes Robin in this movie, and then they're Batman and Robin. R. What's that stand for? Robin, Riddler and Two-Face can make a pretty lethal combination. Figured you could use a hand. Two against two are better odds. I can't promise I won't kill Harvey. A man's got to go his own way. A friend told me that. Not just a friend. A partner. Chris O'Donnell. Well, here's my note on Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell is adorable, I tell you. I guess that's all I have to say about Chris O'Donnell. Just okay. His family died. It was sad, and he's adorable, and he was by far the best part of the movie. All right. Did you um, dis- you disagree? I don't know that I 
want to put that much effort into thinking about <laughs> ranking things in this movie as good or bad, other okay. than just it was all bad. All right. Well, um, it's okay. So, end of the movie, Batman wins. That's it, pretty much, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's all we have to say. Batman I don't even beats remember the, the villains. End. I don't either. It doesn't matter. Him and Nicole Kidman hook up. Uh, I guess. I don't. I didn't. I was looking for her name in my notes, and I didn't write her name either. But she's Doc. Oh no! Yes, I did. Nice. Chase Meridian. Mer- Meridian Chase. No. No. Chase, Chase Meridian. Meridian. Oh, okay. I guess so. That makes more sense. I'm Chase Meridian. I asked Doctor Meridian to come to Gotham to consult on this case. She specializes in abnormal psychology, multiple personalities. I read your work. Insightful. Naive, but insightful. I'm flattered. Not every girl makes a superhero's night table. Um, I do love that name. It's a great comic book name, Chase Meridian. Not a comic book name, though. She Her character was created for this film. Yeah, but Never still, appeared in the comics. Fucking, can you... I'm just saying, that's what the comic book people are going to tweet at us. If you say <laughs> stuff like that. Micah? Yeah. What, Jen? Nothing. Yeah, Nicole Kidman, Chase Meridian... She was very sexy in this movie. Uh, but her accent, and this is, an, again, like you mentioned Tommy Lee Jones. This movie has a very good cast in part. I mean, it has Nicole Kidman. <laughs> this movie, ha- let me translate that. This movie has some um, actors that are good. Who aren't Val Kilmer is all <laughs> that I really oh. wanted to say. Ouch. What? I mean. You're burning Iceman? Listen, he's great as Iceman. He's also great as Jim Morrison. In the movie, oh, The true. Doors. Uh, Let's list some other and movies. Disturbing. I don't know any Top others. Top Secret. Don't he's know that great movie. In that. Did that come out? Top in... Gun. We he's already talked that. about that one. End of list. <laughs> no, there are other ones. I was no, just I'm sure about. there are other ones, but I really, really did not like him in this. I don't like him as Batman. Let's just say that. Yeah, he's not my favorite actor. I fucking and he's hated him. Not my favorite Batman. Oh, hi. Least favorite Batman ever. I mean, I don't know. George watching Clooney this was pretty many times. I just came back to I miss Michael Keaton mm. so much. Michael Keaton was great. I miss Jack Nicholson. What I was saying a minute ago was that Nicole Kidman is legit. She's a very good actor. Yeah, and is Australian. Is she, and or when is she, she New Zealander? I'm serious. How long do you want me to fucking talk about this? She's Australian, you asshole. I think she might be yes, from New Zealand. Yes, and. Yes, and. <laughs> okay, she's sorry. fucking Australian. Right, but again, we're going to get tweeted at. She plays Americans often, and her accent is very good. And in this one, her accent was very bad, and it was almost like it didn't matter. That's weird. I Is this one of her earlier American films? I don't think it was. No, she'd done. Was she just she not trying? She did one with... She just didn't care. Well, that's sort of my point, is yeah. that it didn't it didn't matter because she's just a sex object. Although mm-hmm. she at least did have some she had she was a like brilliant psychiatrist or something. So she did have some other traits. She also could fight, couldn't she? Wasn't she fighting or I don't think she fought anything. No, did no, no. She? she was working out in her she has a uh punching bag mm. in her office and she was like punching it and kicking it. She was kind of tough and she was smart, is my point, but still basically a sex object. Yeah, at least in this one, she had all the initiative in the relationships at the beginning. Like, she pursued Batman. Yeah, anyway, who gives a fuck? Yeah, we're trying really hard who to find something good about Who gives a fuck? Why are we this? talking about real shit about this movie? Um, I know, what we should be talking about is the only issue anyone ever talks about with this movie. What's that? Batman had nipples. Oh, right. This was the His first time the nipples, nipples showed up. Yeah. Wait, first time? It it went on after that? Batman and Robin. Oh. Joel hmm. Schumacher directed both, and the man has something with rubber nipples. Yeah, why do you think that was? You know, my no my theory that I have been thinking about since just now is that Val Kilmer maybe had some real big nipples, oh. and he needed some extra space in there. Yeah, or maybe they couldn't even hold it back. Like, his nipples were just so hard the whole time. Right. That's what I mean. Jim Carrey like, had a boner, and Val Kilmer's nipples were just hard. Jim Carrey had a boner, so, so they put him in, the in tight children's PJs. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they really wanted to highlight people's uh, body parts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, there was that one close-up shot of 
Val Kilmer's ass in the bat suit. Oh, that's Remember? that part was actually really funny. It was funny. That was supposed to be funny, I think. And yeah. It was funny. Yeah, this movie the whole time, we talked about it right at the beginning of the movie. Like, what is it trying for? I don't understand. It was trying for more of the campiness from the 60s TV show. Yeah, it was trying and it got very some of that, hard, yeah. But it was also mixed with this, you know, Tim Burton feeling, uh-huh. which all his movies have. Although this one was different. It wasn't as, I don't know. Tim Burton's Nightmare sets Before Christmassy or something. Are usually really cool, I think. And in this one, yeah. You know, it still the- felt like Tim Burton. It still had that feeling, but it wasn't the same as all the other Tim Burton feelings. It was more it felt everything felt like a miniature like it was plastic because mm-hmm. it was probably there were a lot of miniatures you could tell right but it was very strange a lot of neon a lot uh-huh. of like black light there's a fight colors, scene like with really fake looking everything Chris O'Donnell and some black light yeah Everybody's nothing looked real on. everything but see this is what i was wondering okay so it felt like a literal comic book except like it was bad and overactive. <laughs> yeah. And so I was Nailed wondering. Nailed it, Joel Schumacher. Well, then I thought, oh, maybe it's intentional. Maybe that, maybe the bad acting where it existed was intentional because they were going for that campy yeah. 60s feeling. I do think some of it was, like Tommy Lee was, Jones. It was really meant to be a comedy. Of course. But all these movies they, were like action or comedy. satire. I mean, it's almost like yeah. satire, but it isn't. They don't get their... So it's just, it's just like watching. It was a, a satire of itself. It was so fucking meta. Oh wow! I just got it. All of it. Yeah. Is that it though? Are you? That's all of it. Okay. The other thing about the sets that I noticed, and I couldn't find anything about this or why it was. Maybe I'm trying too hard to look for reasons behind the set design and the overarching theme of this film, but. There were a lot wow. of statues of oh, people, yeah. like Atlas right, style, right. like holding up columns and doing... Yes. Yeah. And I couldn't find anything about specifically why. about why that was so prevalent, but they were everywhere. They yeah. were in rooms. They were in the city. Yeah, that like, was all clearly over the skyline a, and a decision. I don't know. I don't know what that was about, but it was very strange. Yeah. I thought Jim Carrey's first scene was great. Where he's Actually. just the normal scientist. Well, not normal. No, but... he wasn't normal. He was creepy. Yeah. Edward, Edward Nigma, you hired me personally, just like I tell everyone. We've never actually met, but your name was on the hiring slip. I have it. Very creepy and was not overacting. We are going to watch several Jim Carrey films, uh, as Micah said, and I fucking hate this this period of Jim Carrey. I yeah. really, because everything he did, everything he did was overacted and just overboard. Yeah. And at the beginning of this one, he wasn't. He was creepy and he seemed to have some depth. And I was like, okay, yeah, like Jim Carrey is a good fucking actor, but I don't know that he knew it yet <laughs> at this point. Um, and But then he just becomes his fucking goofy yeah. clown. Uh, Everything about this movie was over the top and ridiculous. The title sequence was like these big block 3D letters that were flying at you, but they were so poorly done because it was 1995. The surround sound on this version that we watched was crazy. Like the speaker was right behind my head the whole time and things were whooshing and going. Everything about this movie was trying to be super epic and huge and also campy and cheesy and make fun of itself and also small like when i look at the sets (laughs) and stuff it felt like i mean like watching it i was very aware that they were just that they were in a small room Mm -hmm. you know they were on a sound stage and it felt to me like that's what they wanted me to feel yeah even the outdoor scenes of the city felt like claustrophobic yes claustrophobic is exactly the word and the fight scenes weren't they were really annoying because you couldn't tell what was going on. The choreography was terrible. It was just bad fight scenes. They didn't even have the cool, like, kapow from the 60s right. TV show. Right, why not show. do that if you're going to... That's the thing. They didn't commit to anything. Right. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing here. Oh, man. There are a lot of really cheesy, silly things that they try to do, though, to be funny. Like the very one of the very first scenes, they show Batman and they the camera zooms in on him really fast, 
And then Alfred does have a line about a sandwich. Can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir? I'll get drive through. I think that might be Val Kilmer's first line in the movie. I don't remember that. So bad. What I do remember is (laughs) the scene at the circus. So the part where Two-Face kills Chris O'Donnell's whole family. Mm -hmm. Two-Face is holding everyone hostage. He's threatening to kill everyone? I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, he's doing some hostage thing where basically he's like, I'm going to do this bad thing. If you, if one of you doesn't tell me who Batman right, is. Right, there's a big bomb. And then it's so hilarious because everyone's loud and screaming. And then Val Kilmer stands up. <laughs> he stands up and he yells, I am Batman. Who do we have before us? Gotham's finest. Well to do. Influential. Surely one of you knows who Batman is. Hell, odds are one of you pasty face twits is Batman. You have two minutes. And not a single person, not (laughs) even the person next to him, heard him. Several people next to him. No one hurt him because everyone's going (gasps) yeah and apparently you can't hear someone say i am batman when you're gasping he yells it he screams it 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 was so bad well and then he's forced to run down in his tuxedo to run down on the floor and try to rescue people and stop the bomb and he beats up a bunch of people nobody notices that like oh i don't even remember that i mean honestly this movie is like a blur (laughs) You know, and when I think about having watched this movie, Mm -hmm. you know, and who I am now versus who I was before I had seen this movie, I I think I was um, smarter, Mm -hmm. happier, definitely, definitely happier. Well, and you were 39 then, so it was a different time, you know, you were younger. It was the night before my 40th birthday that Mm -hmm. we watched this. I spent my last dwindling hours of my 30s watching (laughs) batman forever which if you think about it it's pretty upsetting it is batman forever more like batman Batman for never am i right i was saving that for the end that's beautiful no way why did you steal my joke Uh, here's a note i took riddler penis (laughs) yep i i have a lot of notes out of order because I just was so enthralled with the story that I couldn't keep up. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I forgot about Drew Barrymore and Debbie Mazar. Yeah, another Debbie Mazar film. Drew Barrymore and Debbie Mazar, who was also in Empire Records, Mm -hmm. they are literally only sex objects in this movie. Um, They say very, almost no words, and they are basically just used as... They're two faces... Lovers, I guess. Girl, I don't know. They're like his girls that he pimps yeah. out, basically. Drew Barrymore wears white. Debbie Mazar is wearing all black. And by the way... Because they're like the two sides of his good and evil or, you know... Did you get that? Nope. Although Drew Barrymore did trick Batmans at one point. Batmans? Yeah. Let's see. Did I write oh, here's down anything note, else that was interesting? Why the fuck is Robin doing that with his laundry? But I don't know what that was about. Oh, it's because he isn't used to being taken care of, he says. He moves in the... Bat Mansion, and Alfred starts doing things for him, and he says he's not used to having people do things for him, so he does his own laundry. And Batman, or Alfred is standing there ironing something, and Chris O'Donnell takes these wet clothes out of the washing machine and starts, like, kickboxing them and throwing them on the line. That's and right. Yeah, they're just, the showing, they're just and... showing off his uh, acrobatic skills. Yeah, which was Basically, they're just like, weird. hey, wouldn't this guy be a good... Uh, superhero sidekick that's all it is yeah but how did they get to okay what's the best way we can show him we already showed him fighting juggalos i know in neon laundry laundry that's great bill thank you that's one of the writers dolly here's a note i took master wayne's dead wives the hell does that mean don't know oh i do know uh chris o'donnell is poking around in the mansion and he notices that one door is locked oh. in the whole place and alfred makes the joke alfred says that's, that's right. where we keep master wayne's dead wives but then he tells him that it's like the 
silverware closet or something um, where the expensive stuff is so they keep it locked up. But really, it's the Batcave entrance. Because if you have a Batcave, you just have like a closet door that goes into it in your house. There's no other security or anything. Uh -uh. I also wrote down Juggalos. Juggalos? Is that what these people are? What the hell is going on? That was when uh, Chris O'Donnell had to fight a bunch of dudes. Yeah, he took the Batmobile for a little ride. Yeah, yes. Let me comment on that. First of all, he fell down some stairs before he did that, and he had to try really hard to fall down the stairs. Yeah. He was working so hard at falling down those stairs. Um, also, Chris O'Donnell, you don't just leave the Batmobile in the street, you jagweed. Who does that? Well, he, Batman does that all the time because he he can call it on his right, watch. Right, but and, guess who can't? Right. Lil Robin. Lil Robin. He wasn't I, even Lil Robin at that point. I he, what, he left the Batmobile in the street. It made me very upset and angry and anxious. Well, he went to help a, a woman in distress from Juggalos. Who was the woman? She was just some woman on the street and all these Juggalos were going to rape, gonna rape oh, her. Oh, that's right. Ew, that part was... Ugh. There were parts that felt very creepy to me. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that part when they're taking the girl away. But also just Val Kilmer sort of makes me feel that way anyway. Also, did he have to deliver every single line in that voice? Yeah, it was pretty bad. He was it was so fucking Basically bad. just breathing throughout the movie. Well, you know how... So I've always felt like Christian Bale's Batman voice is a little bit over the top. Yeah. But he only uses it when he's Batman. Yes. Right? It's how he distinguishes, you know, he's trying to disguise his voice. So he talks like a normal person. And then when he's Batman, he's like, I'm Batman. Nope, nope, <laughs> not that. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. It's yeah, more like, like that. that. But Val Gilmer delivered every line in a voice sort of like this. Ex- only maybe, way worse. Maybe that's why nobody heard him scream in Batman. Because I'm, when he actually tries to yell... It turns into a, a tiny little peak. I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm his Batman. yelling voice. I'm Batman. Thank you. I saved your family. <laughs> he didn't, though. Chris O'Donnell's family fucking died. Thanks a lot, Batman. Um, let's talk about something else that's very controversial about this film. Okay, great. It has a great fucking soundtrack. Mm, yeah. A really good soundtrack. Which is annoying. RZA produced the soundtrack. Well, except none of the songs were in the movie. Yes. Right? There were some. There was a Flaming Lips song that played in the Riddler's, like, lair at one point. It was, he was just listening to it. Um, it was diegetic sound. But the other songs, like, like Kiss from a Rose by Seal was mm-hmm. a huge mm. hit attached to this movie. I was promised a certain something. Nope, that's yes. not going to happen. Come on, Micah. I don't Micah. even know the words. You said you were going to sing the whole song. I know, Why I was kidding. Why would you say that if you don't know the words? Well, sing what you do know. It was a joke. Sing what you do know. Oh, what was... Okay. We can cut that out. That was really good at the beginning, and then a weird thing happened. And then... Um, I'm pretty sure those are the words, too. I don't think so. Did I, um... So, oh, were we you were saying talking something? about real songs that were in it. Oh, right. But Kiss from a Rose by Seal, um, there was a U2 song that only... These only played during the credits, I think. Like, they weren't even in it. Only five of the songs are actually in the movie that are on the soundtrack. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't understand how movies can just claim songs. That don't exist in their movie. I think it was weird that RZA produced this. Yeah. I mean, they were trying, obviously, to have another... Like, the first Batman film with Michael Keaton and Prince was incredible. Right. The music was integral to the movie. That song was number one on Casey Kasem's Top 40 (laughs) for so long. I remember because I used to listen to Top 40 every weekend. Every Sunday morning. Yeah, and I would list because I love... Making nerd, mm-hmm. making nerds is what I was going to say. <laughs> I love making nerds because I'm a list, and I would list the top forty, and that was that song was so good. But this, it's like they were trying to recapture that by just throwing a whole bunch of hit songs on the soundtrack and have RZA produce it, which yeah, I don't odd. get it at all. Why can't she recognize 
that Batman and Bruce Wayne are, uh, not, are the same person? See, Jen Why? has this problem with Superman. Why? She She's doesn't looking... get that glasses totally change a person's face. And Batman, half his face is covered. All you can see is his mouth. She's looking at his fucking face. She is looking at his fucking face, and she cannot tell. Maybe she's not. She's looking at the bat nipples. She's looking at the codpiece thing. The wiener bulge. Mm -hmm. The wiener bulge. That's also the technical term for it. Yeah, I know. Um, The butt. Did you see the butt on that suit? I saw the butt on that. She is not looking at his fucking face. That's part of the problem. Oh, I forgot one thing about the plot that we didn't mention, is that throughout this movie, Bruce Wayne is trying. He's having. Is he having a dream? Yes. He's having this dream about being a kid and his dad's notebook. Mm-hmm. His or dad's journal. journal. He finds it at his funeral. Anyway, blah, whatever. blah, blah. He can't remember the rest of it. He can't remember. Basically, he can't remember what happened to his parents. Well, he knows what happened to them, but he, the actual memory of who did it, he can't remember right. or how it happened. Uh, he knows how it happened. He no, just can't see the guy's he face. Can't, fine. Whatever. She knocked over a couple roses and there it was. And guess what? It was a shocking reveal. Two-Face killed his parents, Micah. No, that's not what happened at all. Two-Face killed Batman's parents. No. Are you... What's wrong with you? (laughs) The reveal was that it was his dad's journal and he realized that he'd never see him write it again. He wrote it every day. That was the only thing they revealed during that whole fucking thing. No, it wasn't. Two-Face did not kill his parents. Yes, he did. Oh my god, do you want to fucking bet? <laughs> anything. Let's bet anything. Listeners, come on. Let this guy know he's wrong. Tweet at us. Yeah, please do. Okay, well, Micah looked it up, and I was wrong. Because that's how it always plays out. And and we didn't actually bet anything on it. Of course the Joker killed Batman's parents. I Well, knew that, that was from the previous movie, but that's not how it happened in the comics. But didn't... Oh, my God. Anyway, I don't even care. It was some weird connection thing between his parents getting killed and Chris O'Donnell's parents getting killed by Two-Face. and Yeah. But it wasn't actually Two-Face that did it. One thing I did love in this movie was that the police commissioner's entire job is to light the Batman (laughs) sign and then just stand around waiting for Batman and then get bummed when he doesn't show up. I mean, the guy doesn't do... Anything. Oh, man. Commissioner Gordon when... was a real doddering old asshole. Oh, he one. was just so useless. Yeah. Uh, do you remember Gary Oldman, though, as Commissioner yeah. Gordon? He was a fucking good oh, Gordon. Not talking about that Batman movie, unfortunately. I know, we're not. Um, mm, but that was really funny. There was a point where Nicole Kidman lit the bat signal. Oh, so I thought you were going to say. lure him down to the roof and seduce him. Yes. Remember, she like undoes her jacket and yeah. is wearing lingerie so, underneath it. Because yeah. that's what you do when you on top of the building. Commissioner Gordon? He's at home. I sent the signal. What's wrong? Last night at the bank, I noticed something about Two-Face. His coin. It's his Achilles heel. It can be exploited. I know. You called me here for this. The bat signal is not a beeper. Well, I wish I could say that my interest in you was... Purely professional. Are you trying to get under my cape, Doctor? <laughs> a girl can't live by psychosis alone. We also did see her ass at the end. That's what I thought you were going to say. He like swoops her up and you see her ass. I was like, ooh, was that her ass? And you're like, yep. <laughs> Lots ass. of ass and dicks in this movie. Mm-hmm. Ass, dicks, well, and nipples. Well, just one dick over and over. Really into the body parts. Yes. Which, I mean, I'm down with that part, I guess. I think my favorite thing to come out of this movie, though, was... Robin. Nope. Guess again. Mm. Well, nothing else came out of this movie. Take another shot at it. But nothing else came out of this movie. You're wrong, actually. Okay. There was a ride at Magic Mountain. Oh, the Riddler. Riddler, The Riddler or Riddler's Riddler's Revenge Revenge or something. It's that stand-up roller coaster, right? Mm Mm-hmm. I liked that thing. I thought it was cool. Yeah, it was fun. Wait, that was after this? Oh, yeah. I think so. Because the Riddler was only in this one. There was a riddle throughout the movie. And he kept leaving clues, but I just don't give a fuck. Do you give yeah, a fuck? Yeah, no, I they mean, were terrible. I don't even remember what it was in the end, but... Oh, something else I wrote down that was really good. And I don't know if this was supposed to be a joke or it was just a terrible mistake, but there's a point where Dr. Chase Meridian is in her office 
and Bruce Wayne is there and he's looking at her desk and she has a file open with pictures of Batman in it mm-hmm. and a schizophrenic diagnosis form is at the top <laughs> that's right. because that's what you have. It's a schizophrenic yeah. diagnosis form, form that you just, you fill it out when you're looking at pictures of your patient <laughs> yeah. and schizophrenic was spelled not with a PH, but with an F. Oh my God. That's right. S-C-H-I-Z-O. They fucking miss. F-R-E-N-I-C. See, this is how little they tried at this movie. They oh, just didn't even really. I loved it. No one caught that. They well, misspelled the word schizophrenic. And on the other side of the page, it's printed. It's like it's maybe not the same piece of paper, but it's in the same shot. They're in the same file, so the same fucking person made these props, and it says schizophrenic on the side, and it's spelled correctly. Yep. <laughs> it's. It, that's what I mean. It's almost like. I just wonder, could that have been intentional? Was it supposed to be funny? I don't know. Was it supposed to be campy to the point of, you know, details like that just sliding, you know, just slipping through the cracks? Because Maybe it's super accurate and I don't know what I'm talking about. Maybe that's how you spell schizophrenic in like German or something. And so they, those are actual schizophrenic diagnosis forms from the desk of mm-hmm. Dr. Freud, maybe. She also had Rorschach prints up on the wall yes. as psychiatrists do oh, you know and just he for the art says at one point yeah what's that why do you have that picture of a bat or whatever yeah and she explains they're just rorschach prints you see whatever you want to see he but they're clearly bat. fucking bats he saw a bat also there's a giant bat puppet yeah. in this movie that's supposed to be like a dramatic moment oh god so funny um oh at one point batman has to choose between saving robin or saving Chase Meridian, because Riddler has them both. That's always an element in yeah. these movies, right? Every, and this every one Batman movie I've ever seen was terrible because they both fall down, and he dives down in this both fall down tube down. to catch them both, and you couldn't tell what the fuck happened the entire time. It's just it's like a three and a half minute long sequence yeah. of people falling in chains and yeah. grabbing arms and sliding. Right. It's yeah. But they're all okay. It's fucking ridiculous. Right at the end, an inch the, from the bottom. I, re- I took a note that said, and of course, Robin's going to fall for Two-Face's shit. What's that about? Did Two-Face fool Robin in the uh, Apparently. Hey, who gives a fuck? You're right. Um, here's oh, a note I took. God yeah, damn it. they were fighting on the mountain as they were climbing up to Two-Face, or to Riddler's lair, and Two-Face slipped, and he's hanging on. And oh, that's right. All Chris O'Donnell wanted to do Chris was O'Donnell kill him the whole movie, but he helps him. Oh, good boy. Good boy. The bat has taught you very well. It's normal. Stupid. But noble. Because he's a sucker, but then yeah. Two-Face falls anyway. Hey, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Here's another I took. I imagine this is what the end of life is like when you're ready to go. Like, please just let this end now. Wait, there's more. When I look back on my life, this will be one of my regrets. <laughs> what else could I be doing right now? I could be doing good in the world, or sleeping, or reading, or punching myself in the throat. Wow. As That's we mentioned, how I felt by the end, by the last half hour of this movie. I was, tr- I was truly suffering. As we mentioned, Jen spent the last minutes of her 30s watching this film. So she got into a real dark existential yeah, place. Well, that was a note I also took. This is how I spent the last hours of my 30s. And then I wrote, oh my God. Now all caps. This is how I spent <laughs> the last hours of my 30s. Yeah. It does not bode well for my future choices, you know. Or maybe it does. Maybe you put all that behind you, you know. Well, but Bad the choices. thing is we're still doing this yeah. fucking podcast. <laughs> we have a lot more Jim Carrey movies. Yeah, which means we're going to be watching a lot of movies. I don't, honestly though, uh... I think this one's going to be one of my least favorites. And here's the reason. This movie was physically difficult for me to watch yeah. and listen to. Uh, no, I'm, I'm serious. I had It gave me a headache. I had a headache by the end of this movie. And I seriously, what I just read, I mean, I was clearly trying to be also funny, but I was just praying for it to end. And I'm not a God-fearing woman. So we don't generally rate things. We've talked about doing that, and I think we've given a couple ratings here and there. But do you want to give this one a rating? Because it seems like it's a pretty clear-cut candidate for a... One through five? uh, Yeah. 
One. One? I, I was going to say zero. Or like you half. You can't give zero stars. Can you do, can you you do, do a half? half? Yeah. A half? Okay. I would say it, it deserves more than... It has some good actors in it. And there are some moments of good acting. Right. Drew but Barrymore's good in that's it. That's like saying... Debbie Mazar is good in it. Even that orange they, juice is from all organic, fresh squeezed oranges. It also has, like, I took a dump in it. <laughs> but it has some good oranges in it. <laughs> so you have to keep that in mind. Why would you take a dump in my orange juice? <laughs> Ask Joel Schumacher that's that. unfriendly. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. He took... He... So the first Batman of this series of Batman movies was, like, mixing up the... I'm thinking frozen orange juice here. Uh, okay. You're mixing up the frozen orange juice. So you took my organic good oranges oh, right. metaphor and Wait, no, okay, let into... me go back. The first Batman movie is the most pure. It's the best part. It's like picking the oranges, juicing the oranges. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, beautiful process. The second Batman movie was then pouring that orange juice into the glass. The third Batman movie was where they took a dump in it. You think I'd wait to take a dump until I poured it in the glasses? Well, yeah. It's way more efficient to just dump in the main pitcher. You're saying then... that this movie destroyed the whole, all four oh, Batman movies? Oh, no. Okay, I see where you're taking it. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might as well have, because the next one was Batman and Robin with Clooney. With yeah, also I was going to say, so wait, what would be the next one? If you took a dump, well, I guess the last one would be drinking it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Think about this, Micah. This is a perfect metaphor. <laughs> this is a perfect metaphor that I you've made, come up I with. I made the perfect you metaphor. You did for these Why for these have to be movies. So gross? It's perfect because after you experience, so you have this orange juice. Mm-hmm. It was made with love, and then it was poured into a glass, which mm-hmm. was less impressive, but what fine. And then you have this glass of orange juice in front of you, and someone dumps in it right in front of you right but Uh then you still take a sip of it that's what the fourth batman movie that's what batman and robin is Mm -hmm. you're like well it's still batman well i mean they they dumped in my juice but two out of three mm, those organic oranges are still in there right and it's still got that batman that's what that's story and it's got Clooney. the only other note i have about this is the final scene it's at arkham asylum and somebody gets called there to, because Riddler is saying he knows who Batman is. And there's a doctor, Rene Abergenois. I don't know how to say his name. Rene Abergenois. He's an actor. He was in the MASH movie, and he was in Benson, and I think he was in a Star Trek thing. But he's playing a doctor at Arkham Asylum named Dr. Burton, and he has a crazy black wig on, and he's supposed to look kind of like Tim Burton, mm-hmm. which was clever, I guess. That's all I have. say so. Okay. Well, let me just... I feel... I mean, I think we've done this movie justice, first of all. Oh, Batman had Siri. This is one that I I don't feel bad about talking shit about, only because it wasn't recommended to us. We just decided to do this. Yeah. Like, when we did Hackers, first of all, that's a way better movie than this. Yeah. But I also felt... I really wanted to do it justice and say some good things about it and look for the good things in it, even as we were making fun of it, because it was, you know, this beloved movie of some of our listeners. Yeah. And this, and Batman Forever is probably a beloved movie to some of our listeners as well. Oh, I hope not. But, um... If so, go see any other movie. Just go pick a movie right now, randomly. The first one that comes up when you open Netflix and watch it. And then that will become your most beloved movie, because I can only imagine that Batman Forever is the only film you've seen. If it's beloved to you. I think that you have to take into consideration that this was 23 years ago when this came out. So, Right. I'm only comparing it to everything else we've watched for this podcast. I'm just saying anyone who saw that movie, who's old enough to have seen that movie when it came out, okay, was a child. Well, well, no, there are older people. Well, no, no, no. I guess what I'm saying, but most of our listeners, though, (laughs) don't you think? Well, whatever. Anyway, that's not what I meant. (laughs) You know how everybody older than 40 died? You know, in like 2015? Remember that, Micah? Yeah. So the only people alive that have seen this movie were children. 
41 and younger. Everyone else is dead. Man, I've got, I don't have much time left. <laughs> and again, this brings us back to a very dark place where this is what yeah. I'm, I spent my time doing. Um, <laughs> my point was, you can't judge the things you loved as a kid in the same way when you watch them now. The things we loved as a kid, we loved in a different way. Mm-hmm. And we didn't... I get what you're saying. I'm you, sure like, there are people that love this movie. It didn't age well. And lots of things oh. don't age well, but they still have certain qualities that are great. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I don't know. The really schizophrenic miss... form, that was funny. I miss Michael Keaton yeah. so much. Honestly, that was the... I well, he's not that... dead yet, but now that we're talking about him... Well, yeah, he is. He's over 41. Oh, um, right. I forgot about that. I think that my... If I had to sum up my experience of this movie, aside from it giving me a headache and it reminding me that I'm going to die soon, was it really made me... Mated me? It really made me want to watch the Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, Batman. Yeah. Prince. Because I... Fucking Michael Keaton was such a good Batman. Did he quit? Is that why they switched? I don't know. Because like... Probably. They got a new director and they were just adding more movies. He probably wasn't interested. Yeah, I mean, because how... I wouldn't imagine that anyone was like, no, Michael Keaton, you're a shitty Batman. I'm going to (laughs) try out Val Kilmer and George Clooney. Again, nothing against those actors. It's just they both sucked as Batman. And Michael Keaton was the perfect Batman because he's the perfect combination of tough and serious and hilarious michael keaton also has that slightly like a little creepy a little right unsettling right something exactly. dark back there yes but he's also hilarious mm-hmm. and, and lovable and just i actually find michael keaton very sexy because he has that there's a dark he has a dark mm-hmm. side and he has this like kind of aggressive angry side but then he's so fucking charming and so funny and val kilmer had no humor yeah i imagine it's hard to be next to jim carrey and try to be funny Oof. yeah well i don't know i actually think if you were able to be subtle mm-hmm. or kind of dry in your delivery that you could absolutely shine next to jim carrey and i think val kilmer tried to be Subtle and Did dry he? at points, but there was just I see, nothing I don't there. Rem- I don't remember. This whole experience is a blur. I But my feeling about him was like annoyed and I didn't like it. Yeah. See, I thought you were going to say the overwhelming feeling you had, like to summarize the whole movie was mm-hmm. who gives a fuck. Oh, definitely. Yeah. In summary, who gives a fuck? Batman for never. Until next time. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we are done. Yeah, though. I think we are. <laughs> Which is much. good because we're trying to make our episodes shorter. Uh, we did a survey. We put a survey out, and our listeners said, "I asked what would be the ideal length of an episode." They said, "Stop talking so damn much, dummies." Essentially, most people said forty to fifty minutes. I don't know if this one will be quite that short, but I'll try to make it that short. The other thing is that people have expressed that they would like to hear more about Montana. Which is the whole premise of this show, and I know that a lot of people feel like that's the more compelling part, and that we should spend more time on that. Other people are like, yeah, whatever, it's it's more fun for me to listen to, a, you know, 90s pop culture. So we're trying to figure out the best way to combine them. Yeah, and we'll figure it out. Yeah, but we had already watched Batman Forever before we got the survey results back, mm-hmm. and... I mean, we can try right now. How do you want to relate Batman Forever to your well, experience in here's Montana, the thing, Jen? Is I don't think that we necessarily need to relate right. it every time. I think that what we do is we make it a segment. And if you're listening to this, you can give us feedback on this idea. I think we just, I think we just, some things we watch will relate to it, and then it will be more organic. But if we have a topic we're going to discuss, we just have a part in the show where we say Montana segment. But we could add a segment with the Batman Forever theme music <laughs> and call it Montana Forever. Hmm. That could just be our segment every That's time. That's terrifying. That's like a dream I have all the time. We also kind of just wanted to do something quick and easy and light and fun that we could make fun of because we yeah. just got done with my so-called life. Oh, so many feelings. <laughs> um, Gee whiz. We obviously weren't as attached 
to Batman Forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd say slightly less attachment. It was easier just to take a dump in the orange juice, if you will, <laughs> on this movie. <laughs> I will. And when we watch Batman and Robin, I'll be drinking the juice. Oh, we're not watching it. We're not that. watching it, I know. So, oh, yeah. God. And don't drink that. Thank you so much for listening, as always. If you like us, would you please consider, if you would rate and review us on iTunes, that would be really helpful and it would mean a lot to us. Um, you can also become a Patreon supporter. We could really, really use your help there. We are at 25 patrons, which is halfway to our first goal of 50 patrons. So thank you so much to people who have done that already. Uh, it's patreon.com slash I never saw that. Yeah, we would just so appreciate the support if you have any ability to give any amount monthly. We also have a Facebook group that you can join if you just go to Facebook. Search for I Never Saw That. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Never Saw That. And we are on Twitter. At never Saw That Pod. Check those out if you're interested in interacting with us yeah, online. please. It's so much fun when people do. Thank yes. you to Minus Violet for our music. And thank you to Fifi Folios. F-E-F-I-F-O-L-I-O-S, fififolios.com, for all of our internet stuff. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Graham McRae for our artwork. Until next time, see, see you in, in the, the 90s. 90s. Baby, I can pay